Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, the second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Anson Mount, Ethan Peck and Rebecca Remain star as Pike, Spock and number one. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, and if anyone's listened to our review of season one, you know how unabashedly uh, we loved that first season. Uh, and season two is, they, they steer into it more. It's you know, the, the big change for Strange New Worlds over all the previous uh, Star Trek shows we've had since Star Trek DS9 is that it's episodic again not uh and uh so each episode's mostly self-contained uh every now and then something will happen that refers to an earlier episode but they're all pretty much uh a story of the week and then it moves on um where all those things since star trek deep space nine have been in that buffy formula of here's your story arc for the season or in case of star trek or ds9 and Voyager kind of the, the the premise for the show where storylines happened over seasons to the conclusion of the series. Uh, this has gone back to that original uh, Star Trek from the 60s era of this week they're dealing with this. This week they're dealing with this. They're going to this world this week, um, which Next Gen also had uh, coming out of that formula. And we're both big fans. Yeah, the big difference here, though, and, and you're right, just like that first season, this is all also episodic. But original Star Trek was network television. So you yeah. had like 20 plus episodes, and that ran through Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, all those shows, whereas this is made for streaming, Paramount Plus, 10 episodes. There's one episode, and we'll get to it. I did try. I didn't like. I really didn't like. Yeah. But you know what? It's just one out of 10 episodes. And with it being yeah. episodic, it's not like in the past we've talked about not enjoying a season of a TV show where it's like 15, 20 episodes, however many. And that's your storyline. You're going to get some subplots, but the main story, if you don't like it, it's a long you season. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you've kind of like been tainted for the whole season. You're slogging through like, oh, I really hate this villain or I really hate this this conflict that you've come up with and I've got to suffer another 12, 13 episodes having already suffered or endured six. But this, this um, is yeah, not and that. That's, that's, the, that's the strength of these types of TV series. If you do have one that's not your, your taste, next week's something different. The week after that is something different again. Um, and Absolutely, yeah. Gone, even further with the premise where each episode is directed by someone and they've been told ahead, like yours is a comedy episode. The next guy, yours is uh, a fantasy style episode. So they've really got to like play with the format and the, the directing and the editing of their episodes, which uh, adds strengths and perhaps some weaknesses as we'll talk about. <laughs> and this, and this cast, this crew, they really can they can do it all. And it just it works. Like regardless of the setting, the the conflict, it just 
it just works. I'm a big fan of this cast and these characters. And Paramount, they they obviously knew that they had something because we got Pike number one Spock in was it the second season of Discovery? Yeah, where they first yeah. appeared. So they knew they had something there. And with Strange New Worlds, it got a second season ahead of the season one premiere, which was January 2022. So before the season one premiere, Paramount knew there was going to be a second season. Yeah. Um, And that's one of the reasons why it's come about so fast. When you're not waiting to be renewed, you can get your, your writing team straight on to like, okay, where do we want to go? And it gives them more time to, to to really craft these stories um you don't worry about possibly using losing your cast to another project because they know oh i've got to be ready for shooting because i've already been renewed i don't i'm not going to go find a project to take up my time in the main my my, uh my schedule in the meantime no 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 i've got a set schedule i can i can relax or i can just do something small or or uh, do a cameo or a small part of it here. I I have a massive, and that's another thing. All of the cast, whether it's Captain Pike or it's uh, the pilot, Erica or Ortega, or if it's the head engineer who this season isn't uh, Bruce Horak, it's um, Pilia, played by Carol Kane. They all, we, we know them better because they've learned the lesson I think it was actually from Discovery where the fandom talked back like, I know the captain very well, uh, or I know the lead character very well because Michael Burnham wasn't that character. And I know uh, uh, the uh, second-in-command very well because you've given those two characters specifically plenty of story. I have no idea who the rest of this crew is. They're just faces that appear from time to time on the, on the sets. Whereas all the previous iterations of Star Trek, you had Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Ahura. You had Riker and Picard and Geordie and Data and Troy. And all the way up through, even to Enterprise, you had a whole crew and each a lot of characters got special episodes focused with they're the main drive of the episode. So Strange New Worlds has had that from the get-go, although the second season, almost all the characters got a, an episode really focused on them. And that also helps you tell other stories because now, now we know these characters so well. We know why Ortega likes to fly, what her motivations are. Does she want to do anything else? Yeah, she wishes she could go on more away missions. She feels like she's missing out on stuff. Uh, and Benga, we know a lot about him from season two now because we know what ha- where he served before Enterprise because we know the Enterprise missed the Klingon War because it's off on a deep space five-year mission. And Benga was not on the Enterprise at that time. He and Nurse Chapel were serving in Starfleet during the war, and they have baggage left over from it. Yeah, and we get to see all of that stuff in season two. Yeah, that was a really, really good episode. I mean, we knew going into season two, 
that we were going to get the the crossover episode with Star Trek Lower Decks. We knew yeah. this. And I think, like most people, we were overthinking it. Like, how are they how are they going to do this? How are these characters suddenly going to become animated? How are the animated characters going to become live action? And then it's like, well, take a step back. It's all canon. It just yeah. so happens that Lower Decks is a cartoon and Strange New Worlds is live action. So for them to come together, Jack Quaid is just going to be live action. And how they did that episode, I loved it so much. And to have the cast or the characters of the Enterprise then in animation because they were drunk, it was, uh, was it? Klingon ale or what or Romulan ale? What were they drinking? No, nah, it was it was like uh I think it was um like Orion Cyclones or something. Right. But yeah, but it, 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 it was making them... the level of like the reason <laughs> they see in animation. Yeah, and it's like, is this why the lower decks looks this way? Are we seeing it from their perspective? And they're always like smashed off these friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Honestly, I I loved that episode so much i was so excited for it absolutely delivered so of course we've got jack quaid as brad boimler but we also have tony newsome as beckett mariner and for the longest and- time we just had boimler and i'm like no where's tony and then she gets to join him and that's really fun oh it was so good seeing yeah. those actors in live action bit of purple in jack quaid's hair Job done. Yeah. Yeah. Costumes look great in live action. Oh, but they also did. how Beckett ends up is right on par for her character. She jumped in without thinking and kind of ruined what was already solved because Boyle yes. was going to get back. But yeah, I'm like, that's exactly what Beckett would do. That's, that's what she would have done. Character accurate because that's just how she is. She's like jumps in without thinking. And then she yeah, and then just the character moments of like, even the like they're, they're t- talking and the others can hear them. Like, have you ever noticed that all their references seem oddly specific because <laughs> yeah, they're in referencing Star Trek lore because it's their history. Uh, and the characters like, uh, let's not to think too much on it. And they all like stop talking. I don't want to look, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear, but also little, little uh, jokes, which will ad lib like, I was not prepared for how hot young Spark is, and <laughs> Spark thinks I'm I'm smart. <laughs> like yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, so much fun to be had with that episode. And you said they did do a good job of bringing the animated uniforms to life, and the attention to detail when you saw the soles of their shoes or their boots. They had the Starfleet insignia, yeah, just like the cartoon. The Delta. Yeah, and yeah, uh, Jack Quaid does the Boimler run. He does the like the the Boimler screech. The, he what? does like, and the it's, scream. It's all spot on. And when and when he goes to see Pike, and he's in his room, and he's got that saddle, and the way that Boimler gets on the saddle, that's absolutely Riker. The yeah, way that yeah, Riker yeah. sits on a chair. Yeah, does the <laughs> Riker maneuver to get that's up there. it. Oh man, it was so good. Yeah, so much fun, so much fun. While we're talking the animated crossover, though, 
which was an absolute highlight. I just talk about the one that wasn't for me, and I didn't want to be that guy because I there think was I know so where much, this is going. There was so much negativity about episode nine, Subspace Rhapsody online. And I'm like, well, I'm going to watch it. And, and if I'm honest, I'm not a musical guy. I'm, I'm really not. But that episode, I could have done without. I can appreciate it. I like that characters were aware that they were singing and it was something that came over them. And then they found a way to solve the problem by the end, by the whole ship joining in and singing as a plot Doing point. the big musical number. Yeah, so that's fine. But I could have done without that episode. But what we're talking about before, about this being episodic, take out episode nine. You've still got nine really good episodes. But what about you? How did you go with this episode? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, thankfully... Things like uh, Buffy and Once More with Feeling uh, helped me with this. I'm pretty sure there's a Supernatural episode that was a musical. I can't remember exactly. Uh, I mean, there was also the Supernatural episode that was animated because they did a Scooby-Doo episode. And there was another separate one. That was one a great where, episode. <laughs> like cartoon physics were affecting the real world. Like Supernatural went deep on that. So, so I was uh, so accustomed to the, the premise of anyway that i just like leaned into it um but yeah i really enjoyed it uh ethan peck has a great voice we all knew a horror had a phenomenal voice but we got to see uh spock and you know he's singing about his emotions because vulcans don't get to express that but musicals it's all emotion uh jess bush's uh musical number where she's actually kind of being a selfish jerk kind of like I don't need, I don't want you to hold me back. I'm doing this whether you like it or not, kind of, and kind of being like celebratory of that. Uh, but yeah it, was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The highlight for me was probably the uh, the K pop Klingons, not gonna lie. <laughs> I, just, I mean, that yeah, just that was fun. Me. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but knowing it was coming up, knowing it was a massive departure for Star Trek, but having already watched them do animation, I'm like, yeah. I'm familiar with this taking a, a, a massive left turn. I do like that. I, I like that, you know, we talked about it in the opening how they're just going for it. Like they're doing different genres. And again, you know, an animate, a crossover, a yeah. musical. Which, when you get to these episodes, you go, episode seven was the the crossover, Those Old Scientists, which also for that, like, Star Trek fans, TOS is what they call the original series. And they're essentially going back to the time of the original series. And what the hell's the TOS? That's just what everyone calls it. Those old scientists. I'm like, oh, you came up with a different acronym. I miss that. I love that. Oh, that episode, though, directed by the one and only Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Who's a character in Lower Decks. So he's. So he is familiar with the tone of both shows anyway, having directed multiple episodes of Strange New Worlds and being as an actor on Lower Decks. So perfect person to bring in perfect, uh, and perfect. loved his comedy. Uh, although I did see in his interviews, he's like, man, I'm jealous. We'd never have gotten away with this on Next Gen. <laughs> <laughs> Those old scientists, which is comedy, uh, 
which and then you get episode nine subspace uh the the musical episode which is also fairly comedic given the whole ridiculousness of the premise yep right sandwich right between those the most depressing episode of the whole season under the cloak of war that's a benga's backstory his uh ptsd that's right that was a solid episode emotionally flash with those three totally i love it I, I love that yep. they're doing that and it's like you know ahead of the season you know we knew we were going to get the animated crossover and you know we, we had some idea of what we're going to get from these 10 episodes but if it's like oh and by the way one of the episodes spock becomes human and yeah, ethan Pratt as an episode where he doesn't have to wear the ears <laughs> yeah. he looks, and he gets joke and he's wearing a hat to cover yeah. his ears Oh yeah, and he gets yeah. jokes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he gets jokes. He's super angry at Lieutenant Kirk for like leaving his food scraps. Don't test me, I will end you. I was yeah. holding myself. Because again, it was like like boom, funny episode, boom, serious, like depressing episode, boom, comedy episode, boom. Like um like the the the, the tone was like the needle was flying all over the place from episode to episode. Episode to episode I really I'm watching. Liked. Watching it weekly as well, and it's the best way to do this. I mean, it's not an episode dump like Netflix and you know other streaming services. Like this is, although streaming the episodes are released weekly, and this show because of tonally how back and forth they are, really benefits from you having to wait until the next episode yeah. because you because you, you are to right digest, to reset. <laughs> Yeah, or probably watch something else in the meantime. So when you watch the next episode, you're not expecting like, oh, that was so lighthearted, and then bang, it's no, no, no. Like if you like watched it weekly as it came out, that you were just excited for the new episode. You weren't thinking like, oh, upbeat and stuff because they had a lot of really great episodes. Episode so two, so many um, good episodes. Astra per Aspira, there, the trial of uh, number one Una, or lying about being Illyrian and that she had had genetic modification, which is illegal. Um, beautiful courtroom style drama episode, really heartfelt, which fed back into uh, those old scientists, the lower deck crossover, like beautifully um, and became a very touching moment in that episode. But also that was followed up by tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. One of my favorite episodes Same. of the series same. Because yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for time travel anyway. When it's done well, and this was done extremely well in the and best way of it gets resolved. Yeah, but man, does it traumatize the people involved? I know, but it's James T. Kirk, but not the James T. Kirk, a different James T. Kirk. So she's building this relationship with somebody, and then later on, she meets the actual James T. Kirk, which and he doesn't have all that that uh that history that she's a different has. person yeah yeah he's yeah, a different person but then they start to develop a friendship or a relationship but yeah episode three that was absolutely fantastic and i've got to say i'm getting more and more impressed by paul wesley i mean i know he's the guy from vampire diaries i didn't yeah, see uh, that show but i nor, recognized, nor did I. recognized him from that show, he's like guest spot on Smallville, and you know he's done things. Yeah. But having him as Kirk, whenever I look at him, he doesn't look like Kirk at all. And when no, I say that, no. I'm not talking about Chris Pine. I'm talking about 
William Shatner. William like, Shatner. He's, yep. he's Kirk. So yeah. I like that they've not done that. They've not gone right. Let's see if we can find someone who looks like a young Bill Shatner. They haven't done that. They've gone for this guy. I mean, just, I don't know, like he's tall, he's thin, his frame, everything is, there's nothing about him that looks like Kirk. But the more time we spend with this actor in this role, I'm really liking him as Kirk. Yeah, because again, you're getting the layers that you never got with Kirk before. We, we all grew up with William Shatner and the many, many outings he had as Kirk that define the character, but they're all still highlights of Kirk kind of at his best. We're seeing him achieve and overcome and all this stuff where he's reached his like potential. This is still Lieutenant, the newly promoted Lieutenant James T. Kirk, who still has that journey to travel. And you're seeing, you know, he's learning from the Enterprise crew. He's learning from uh, Unishin Riley. He's learning from uh, Captain Pike. He's interacting and he's interacting with these characters on equal, equal footing. If not, he's on the back footing because he's yeah. a lower rank than them which it allows some doubt. It allows you to see some of the personality and how he, why he conducted himself the way he did when he became captain. And he, it, 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 like anything that's good that adds to background, it, it, uh, it enhances and enriches a thing rather than taking away from it, which is exactly what Paul Wesley's doing. Like what he's getting to do with Kirk is adding and enhancing the character of Kirk because we're seeing the pieces fall into place and things that have come along and where he could have gone. Like that's why tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow really worked for me is because you could have you saw where his life could have gone if it had um played out differently. Um, yeah, and he's got so much amazing. time. It, it, and he is a guest star, but he's got so much time to play Kirk. I did yeah. like Chris Pine in the movies, but he still just yes. got three movies and it was yeah. an ensemble. And only two hours of pop. Exactly. Whereas we're getting a lot more here. Now, going back to Discovery season two, Anson Mount as Captain Pike has consistently been fantastic. Same again here. But again, ensemble, like he's not always present. You And you've said like, Certain episodes focus on other characters, but at what point does Anson Mount start to get a bit nervous about this guest star, Paul Wesley, turning up once again as not yeah. quite Captain Kirk, but he keeps turning up as Kirk. And when we get to yeah. the end of this season, like we've already got, you know, season two, we got Ahura, because she wasn't in the first season, was she? Or was she? No, she was. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Of course Not, she was. She wasn't in Discovery. She was just. That's right. And she joined uh, it. So we've yeah. got Spock, Ahura, Kirk popping up. You get to the finale. And, then, and we've got Montgomery Scott played by Martin Quinn. So it's like, whoa, we got a Scotty. We got a Scotty on the Enterprise. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, who would be next? If they introduce season three, McCoy, McCoy game over. If you've yeah. got Kirk Bones 
and Spock in the same show. It has to be the original series character, surely. Yeah, but it also allows them to to completely get to uh, the accident with Pike, but the show continue on because you've put them into place. And speaking of Martin Quinn, such a fantastic Scotty. Uh, As much as I love uh, James Dillon, far better. Scottish accent and sorry Simon Pegg I know your wife's Scottish but yeah but he isn't like, and I've not yeah. looked but I'd like to think Martin Quinn is Scottish is he I don't know I also I didn't hope... check because oh, I didn't right. want that in my head because <laughs> his accent like my my brother uh is Scottish uh and he's and there's just a comfort and in the way it's produced and this is again this is a young Scotty who isn't a chief engineer. He's, uh, he's just suffered a really massive thing in the, in the, uh, and survived when the rest of his crew didn't. And he did so by his intelligence. And so there's a quietness about him. You can see his, his, uh, intelligence and his resourcefulness, but he's not Scotty yet. He's, he seems so young because he's an ensign. No, he's a lieutenant, but man, is he good. Mike, Mike um, Quinn's. He's also Scottish. I had a quick look. He yeah, is Scottish. There it is. Yeah. I mean, he has to be, doesn't he? Like, surely they could find an active in Scotland to play yeah. play a Scot on the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole country of them. <laughs> but he really is good. And he's young, but not too young. Because so you've got to think about that as well, Like, because you can't have them appearing to be older than Paul Wesley, who's going to eventually yeah. become their their captain. Yeah, um, yeah, and we didn't even we haven't even touched on Captain Patel, uh, played by Melanie Scrofano, who she's she was in episode one of season one. She's Captain Pike's girlfriend, who's also a captain, so back she understands. He, yeah, yeah. Back when he was thinking maybe oh, he won't go back to to serving, he was living um, remotely, had the big beard. She was there. Yeah, you're the right. Episode beard. one. Um, and she's a great, she understands exactly where it's coming from because she has the same responsibilities. And as they talk about in the season, it's not something that anyone else really gets. If they're not in the chair, they're not making those decisions and they don't, they don't understand like, you know, they're stealing moments with each other here and there when they can. Um, and she, she'll call him out on his bullshit. She's of at least equal rank. Uh, you know, she actually gets turned down a promotion during the course of the season uh, and he feels like it's probably his fault, which it partially is. Like, you know, they are uh, legitimate equals, and it adds something to both characters. Yeah. She, he can soften because he's got a legitimate, like, here. Um, and someone who understands him on a level, I mean, she doesn't know what he knows about his future, uh, which he's probably also thinking in the back of his head, do I want to drag her into this? But yeah, it's so great. I'm hoping they don't kill her off. Oh, uh, speaking me too. about where the finale was going. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was it as well. A massive to be continued cliffhanger. Ooh, yeah, a cliffhanger. Exciting. How dare they? Yeah. A proper yeah, cliffhanger. Writing an uh, actor's strike. Like, damn it. How long oh, before we get uh, another season? That's a good point. You know, before we get to the rating, just want to touch on the costumes, the uniforms, going back to that first season of Strange New Worlds. We are getting. The best uniforms 
on this show. The yeah. the away jackets that they are wearing, the fashion. I mean, honestly, I've never been as impressed by the uniforms worn by Starfleet yeah. as in this show. Yeah, and even Scotty when he's uh, sorry Spock when he's got the human ears because of the the hijinks, he puts on a beanie and it's got the little delta because it's what ha- like it's probably what they'd get issued if they're on a like cold planet. Yeah, like, I'd say it's it, make, it, it looks, makes sense. It doesn't look out of place. I mean, it looks out of place because he's in full uniform and he's wearing a beanie, and straight away <laughs> his mother's like, "What are you doing?" Like, I don't notice something's wrong. I can't help but feel as though all this fashion that we're seeing in this show would be available at the Paramount website. You just go, yes, yeah, go and yeah, buy. I do own. want one of those jackets. <laughs> yeah, I'd settle for a beanie. Well, all right then. If you're going to rate this season out of five, that's got to be five. Um, I love the cast. I love the direction. I love the sets. I love the costumes. The music's phenomenal. The special effects, like movies, are struggling to accomplish the special effects they do on this. On this, t- it is a TV show. It's a streaming TV show, but it is still a TV show. But the like, they don't scrimp on like the ships blowing up and debris and other worlds. Like it's all film quality, top film quality. Uh, it delivers everything. The crossover episode, the musical episode. Um, I don't know whether I, if it's the lower decks crossover or the the tomorrow and tomorrow tomorrow the the time travel episode, which is my favorite. It's kind of a toss up between the two. All of them, like the episodes I like the least, were not terrible episodes. It's just that the other episodes I watched the week before or the week after were just like phenomenal episodes like yeah uh five five for me how about yourself i agree with most of what you've just said but of course the musical episode is a bit of a sticking point for me but i'm not going to punish the show too much for that because the other nine episodes i really did love so i'm only going to bring my rating down a little bit lower than you but i'm going to come in at a 4.5 it is a fantastic season and if i did like musicals or if i'd been trained in the ways like you was with supernatural and all those shows buffy maybe but it is a fantastic show and you're right like visually the special effects are amazing and people are still saying that hey when are we going to get another star trek film we don't need it when we're getting weekly star trek this good i don't need to see it on the big screen i'm loving star trek on tv so much yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for our episode all about Star Trek Strange New Worlds Season 2. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode, you can find us on Facebook at Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon. <laughs>